we're so bitchy when we're there, but like in secret, like we're definitely the mean girls. New for 96. With your hosts, Kevin McCauley and Chris Nguyen. Is this, is it like, is this happening? I don't know. Oh my God. It doesn't have to be. Okay. <laughs> okay. We can just call it right here. You know, this would be the highest customer satisfaction of any episode if we ended it right now. I know. I know. Uh, then we would finally deserve that award. Yeah. Satisfying content from JB Powell and Associates. <laughs> Which we we have yet to receive the medal for. Yeah, um, maybe that's just it. It's just it's just um, a complaint. It's being super glued. Yeah, that's why it's delayed. Yeah, gorilla glued. Gorilla glued. Yeah, yeah. I think it just exists as uh, a comment on the Better Bureau's Better Business Bureau's website. Okay, should we should we start this? Um, I guess. Well, uh, <laughs> by this I'm referring to another episode show. of. New, New for 96. Boy, it gets worse every time. <laughs> I think that was our best one yet. We were mostly in it was harmony. Actually, like accidentally in sync. I was trying to harmonize, and yeah. you really killed it. No, we did. In the bad way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking I killed it in the good way. I don't know about that. Uh, oh, my God. You're yeah. like, you're the. The lines are blinking up here because you're just blowing out. No, no, no. Those are callers. Yeah. Oh, that's what that is? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Those I've never picked up any dialing of those. in, those, those blinking lights. Yeah. Who do we got a line to? Oh, my God. And dial tone sound. <laughs> uh, we really got to get a soundboard in here. Our content could be elevated if we had sound effects. If only we had more equipment. Yeah. yeah. But our budget... Uh, only allows us to buy soundboards from the 1990s. So it's just like, it's like catcalling sounds and right. like, <laughs> I can't whistle. Uh, <laughs> that's it. It's just, it, the soundboard is just various catcalling sounds. What other sounds from the 90s are there? I don't know. Moo cow? E- eject DVD. Eject DVD. I mean, like whatever, like we should buy. StarTech ringtones. You Do know those how- have ringtones? Uh, yeah, I think so. Wouldn't you know? We should know because I think on Frasier, uh, being aficionados of the show, yes, Frasier always programmed in different ringtones. Oh no, different characters did. Yeah, yeah. Marty dating the two different women. Oh right, right. Yeah. Was, that was one of the weakest episodes. It was actually really terrible. Yeah. So <laughs> don't watch that one if you're starting Frasier. Uh, yeah, no. No, I we had this discussion a few maybe an episode ago about how morning shows must be defunct. I'm not up early enough ever to listen to a morning show, nor would I listen to a radio station with a morning show. Uh-huh. Uh, but like maybe we can find like a soundboard from like a '90s morning show. Surely, that exists. Yeah, yeah. this is heading south. What <laughs> do we have on the docket? I don't know. We okay. keep writing on that Etch-a-Sketch, and, uh, you know, I have I have a problem uh, not shaking it <laughs> as I walk over to our production area over here. Um, My humorous glare at you is about to turn into a serious glare. I know. Glare. <laughs> I wanted to make a joke out of that, but I just, that one, <laughs> that was a seed that did not grow. Okay, well, hopefully we can cut all of this out. Uh, maybe. Our, uh, uh, what are we talking about? Don't we have a list? We had a list. I didn't write it down. All right. We talked about it this morning. So we went to uh, Cars and Coffee, the informal one at Catalina Coffee. 
on Sundays uh, here in Houston. And the weather was surprisingly, or rather I should say unsurprisingly terrible. (laughs) (laughs) So I meant to be upbeat with that, like a news anchor. Yeah. Yeah. So it was humid and slightly hot. Yeah, it got it got hot quickly. Yeah. So as uh, it is wont to do. I know. I haven't been to those one of those in a hot second. It's been like two months for me or something. I've been traveling. I've been gone every weekend yeah. for a while. Yeah. And uh, it was a. I mean, it's usually a good show. And now that the weather is now that COVID is down ish mm-hmm. and weather is less worst ish. Yeah. People are coming out today was maybe slightly like a little bit higher on the annoying level because there were several people who did who did do like annoying like pulls. fast pulls yeah. yeah and they were all ferraris and mustangs oh, yeah. ferraris and mustangs and honestly both horse cars yeah two horse cars. same mindset mm-hmm. same mindset so uh do you have a pick from the cars that we saw um I mean, I I don't I that S14 we liked. Oh yeah, um, yeah. and uh, Robert Cope's Ferrari 308, yeah. which just I really was admiring the tires. Yeah, um, and uh, he yeah, mutual friend of mutual friend of Dave, uh, and he had bought a 308 off Bring a Trailer yeah. a couple months ago, and he's kind of like, you know, just he didn't have to do too much to it, but cleaned it up a little yeah. bit and put on the. Pirelli oh. asymmetric, like no, the Pirelli, had... the Centaur- Centenario yeah. tires. Yeah, those tires look really so cool. They good. look like they're very vintage looking. Yeah. So, and they're yeah. like low profile ish, but just enough sidewall. But also like a round sidewall. Yeah. You know, round sidewall. I think, sidewall, I so think it looks my good. Toyos are very square. Yeah. Yeah. Sidewall. And he, no, he didn't just clean up a little bit. He had it like paint corrected. Oh, uh, yeah. Which is why like the red was so like. The red, red. was very vibrant. And the wheels yeah. looked beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. it looked beautiful. It was good. Yeah. And uh, we. I always like seeing uh, Alex Bergen, I think is his last name. Mm-hmm. I, he always brings his uh, Insight, his first-gen Insight manual. Yeah. Were they? Did they offer those in automatic? I don't know. I, don't I know honestly either. don't I know about that. Yeah. Maybe I don't know if like transmissions at the time were like advanced enough to where that would make sense since they were trying to eke out every single MPG. Well, and also like, there was, it was such a small amount of power, it wouldn't really move if you had... An automatic, perhaps. Yeah, maybe. yeah. I, I think it is definitely double-digit horsepower numbers. I feel like there probably was a CVT version. Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, you you might be right on that because I think the Honda Civic hybrid that came out after that, shortly thereafter, was CVT. Yeah. So, uh, I liked the vintage SUV row, which, like, you wanted to do a ride. Me at first because you thought I was looking because I said land and you thought <laughs> I immediately scowled. You when thought you that said I was going to say that Land Cruiser, which was cool, because uh, it was a it was a sixty series and looked good, mm-hmm. uh, and there was the Range Rover that was imported from location unknown, but it was like a Euro model of some kind with like high pile seats. I can't even describe it. But it like I like the look, yeah. but I just noticed that on uh, the Range Rover Classic, and this was like a '95 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, that the seats are high pile, like the carpet basically just flows up onto the seats. Yes. So it has a very fuzzy, unique look to it, but that looked pretty cool. It was cool. And yes. next to that was a like a mid '80s 740 Volvo 740 Turbo. Oh yeah. Which like I know you were feigning like. 
uh, mutual excitement with me, but I genuinely like those. I was being polite. You were being polite. I tried. Yeah, yeah. For once. It was cool. It was a, a manual one, which, like, you don't see very often. Can we talk about 3000 GTs for the next... 11 minutes. Sure. Okay. Uh, we saw one there. We saw one there. It was you the said, final version. You said the final version. And I'm like, there's more than one version? <laughs> there are four distinct visual versions of 3000 GT. Yeah. See, I did not know this. Okay. Well, we're going to go through them really quickly. Oh and my this God. is a visual thing. So the first one, when it debuted, because I was obsessed with the Stealth and I really hated the 3000 GT. Oh, I love the Stealth over the 3000 GT too. Absolutely. The first iteration of 3000 GT along with the stealth, they both had pop-ups and it had like weird little like half-hearted strikes yeah. on the scoops. And it had that like kind of black, black strip on the front. Okay. Kind of like the, the, the 300 ZX had a black strip. That was the first version. Then they did a facelift where it got like a smile face and it lost the pop-ups and it had those like fixed units that were like, they had kind of, it was almost like a headlight with some sort of cover over it that had two circles. Where the light shone through. Yeah. This is all good. Color keyed, right? This is all good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, color keyed. This is all good uh, uh, podcast Radio content. content. Yeah. yeah. So, and if, uh, I think the listeners yes. can tell what your hands are doing by the whooshing noises by the mic okay. as you wave past them, drawing shapes into the air. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We still have two more versions to yes. get through. Okay. And I'm doing this very quickly. Oh, that second God. version, that's the one that they did the, uh, like the spider. Okay. It was that second version. Okay. Third version... It, like, they basically turned the smile upside down. Yeah. And it looked cool as hell. Oh, my God. It was like, my favorite one is that third one. Okay. And that VR4 was cool. And yeah. then the fourth one, it, like, the mouth got bigger and softer. Yeah. Like, the headlights I described got, it as an engorged mouth. The headlights, you say that about everything. Yeah. The headlights got blacker, and the, the VR4 wing became like a... Like Fixed. A, yeah. Well, it's, it went from a big hoop spoiler. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's another thing. So the, the third generation got the hoop spoiler. Yeah. And then the fourth one got like the, you know, like fixed like end plates. You mm-hmm. know, it looks kind of like the last RX-7 one. Yeah. That's not really. But which one anyone. had the arrow, like the active arrow? The first one. Okay. Yeah. I okay. think it was just the first one. There might have been an active front element like on the second one, but I think the later ones did away with that. I like, that's the thing. Uh, I've, I've always liked them from afar. I've yeah. never been interested enough to actually look into like the minutiae of it and so i literally thought there was like vr4 and non-vr4 and that was it yeah and everything had like or the vr4 ones had active arrow and that was it like the mirage we also saw today yes it mitsubishi subjects things to like three facelifts yes yeah um which is the best mirage facelift for you i don't know this new one looks pretty slick yeah yeah i mean it's very is there is it still for sale yeah oh my god yeah i had no idea so I assume because again I like have mirage blindness. So I assume that they are all the same year. No one is blind. No one, <laughs> no one can ignore Pepto Dismal. That is true. That is true. I admire uh, the fact that it needed a reverse camera and that they just like picked a spot on the rear hatch to drill a hole and like just glue on like a camera. Like it's literally like in the middle of the hatch. Mm-hmm. Nowhere logical. So yeah, unless like. Maybe the badge, say, say they, they don't do it on the center. It's like off center in the middle of like the hatch sheet metal. And I think it's because they couldn't integrate it into the badge because the badge is load bearing. <laughs> so that's a safety feature. Part of the crumple zone. Yes. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. So yes. that actually reminds me, I listened to 
uh, another podcast. Is it weird to talk about another podcast on a podcast? Not weird, just boring. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I listened to Hidden Brain today, and they were like unfolding the story of the Pinto. Okay. Yeah. Do you know like just basically the gist of like why it exploded? Because the fuel tank like dumped fuel into the cabin at impact or something, or no? Um, not really. So what happened is that Ford used some sort of like rear cross member that was shared across platforms. And on the Pinto, uh, they had to place the gas tank in a certain way. And this member had these bolts that were superfluous on the Pinto. Like they just didn't need them, but they still existed. And so where they put the gas tank, uh, it lined up with these bolts. And so, uh, when the car got into a rear-end accident, these bolts... Ruptured? ...would pierce the oh. uh, gas tank wow. and domino effect. Oh, my. Explosion. Yeah. So it was like, by not removing the bolts, they yeah. saved two cents. Yeah. And then they... They were talking about this because Ford basically uh, decided... They knew about this, basically. Right. And the whole controversy was that there was an internal mem memo that said, like, we know that this is a fault and it's just cheaper to pay people out. That's so. like the the Fight Club thing. Like that the the main guy in Fight Club. That's his job. It's yeah. Like to oh yeah. Be the you know to, to calculate do the calculation. Like you know he's no. like an adjuster yeah. type person. They interviewed the guy uh, who worked for Ford at the recall division, and uh, it, the story was almost exactly that first like that first scene where Ed Norton's going through that yeah that weird melted car. Right. Uh, and the guy was describing it kind of in the same way, but like yeah. much more gruesomely. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, wow. So, Mirage to Pinto, this is quite the roller coaster ride. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, two dots so far apart. Yeah. Uh, anything else in the 3000 GT? Okay, well, I've got four more versions to go through. Oh, but no, no, yeah. I just, I, I like that third version the best. Um, the first version, maybe the least. And the stealth was always cool. Although I knew someone in, in high school that had a stealth twin turbo. Whoa. And uh, it was very fast. But also, it was never, it was a car that was, um, of all of those cars, cars i mean that like golden era of, of japanese cars yeah. japanese performance cars you have like the 300 zx and the the like the 3000 gt and nsx rx7 supra the 3000 gt was maybe the least appealing of those because it was so big and it just seemed like it seemed like a normal i, I know it was a purpose-built thing but it seemed like a normal car with like fast car parts on it yeah and you know, the, from the beginning, it's like, oh, yeah, this V6 engine is stuffed in here, and it's extremely compact and hard to work on, and there's no room or tolerances for anything, and that seems uh, it, like, that's unsustainable, and that's why none of them exist now. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I, that's what I remember from, I don't know what, but I just remember they're very complex, and for, as a kid, just thinking like, oh, okay, I guess it's not really cool, because then I was like a super fan, mm -hmm. and you were an RX-7 fan. Yeah. Uh, of that era, but the Dodge Stealth for some reason seemed cool. The Dodge Stealth I loved, like I loved the Dodge Stealth when it came out in like 1991. Yeah, I was super young. I was like six years old, and I remember when it came out. There was that TV show. I didn't see that, and that okay. was the Viper show. No, I don't know. No, he had a. I thought he had a Stealth. Okay. I was trying to look it up just now, but it, right. I couldn't find it. Um, good content. Yes, yes. Uh, the Stealth like looked cool. I had like pull out you know print out files from yeah. from like dodge dealerships and stuff it just looked cooler for some reason it was sleeker it was cleaner it didn't yeah. have these little goofy like half testerosa strakes that and went an inch long it had i think 
color matched center caps too or something like that something it was just, like that it was just like visually more appealing the taillights were those like weird corner yeah things. oh yeah they wrapped they were, around yeah they were cool like much more extreme it was thick. sleeker and cleaner and I, I think it just looked better and yeah. then it got the same headlights it got <gasps> facelifted and it got worse Yes. Uh, it also had that, that weird mini spoiler. The, that the hugged, boomerang. The boomerang that hugged like the rear glass instead of being on the edge of the uh, rear mm -hmm. hatch. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, no, those are and those don't exist anymore. I don't think I've ever seen, like, uh, maybe I saw one on Bat or something. I, yeah, there was one on Bat a while ago, but, like, I think it was, like, not even the RT. The fast one was the RT Turbo, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of versions. There was, like, the RT and the... RT Turbo. <laughs> did they... So did they share powertrain? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But they never had one a variant with like four-wheel steering or anything like that. It was a little bit simpler. It might have had four-wheel steering. It didn't have the active arrow. Okay. They, it did have the four-wheel drive. Okay. Okay. Are you... Uh, I, I'm actually... I w I'm embarrassed. I wish I knew. I, I don't know if it was like a longitudinal or transverse V6. I don't know. Uh, I did recently watch like a Wheeler dealer where they were like restoring one and really, yeah. And again, I, I think there were, it was a version one. Uh, and again, I thought like, Oh, throughout the entire run, this is it. But they put on like, uh, I guess the later wheels that were okay. Chrome. Yeah. Yeah. Was so the I, style of the time. Yeah, because I, I do remember the wheels changing. Right. The, I, I can picture like a Chrome six spoke that yeah. was had like kind of a groove in the center of each spoke. Yeah. It looked good. It was like a yellow one. Oh yeah, the I yellow think it was really good. good in yellow. Yeah. You could get that weird yellow on the stealth also like later. Oh, that would be really cool actually. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Man, remember when Dodge was cool? <laughs> oh my god. Dodge was so cool at that time. Yeah. Like Oh yeah, that I first the, Ram was cool. First Ram was cool. I didn't, the, Twister, the first Ram, the Twister. I thought was like I hated it. It was so cool that I hated it when it came out cuz I thought oh it was my. too radical. But cuz I thought it didn't look Right. You know what? Yeah. Uh, Helen Hunt and yeah. who else was in Twister? Bill Pullman. Was he in that? Uh, I don't no, remember. it was Bill Paxton. It was Bill. Pa the other Bill. How dare you? Oh my God, sir! I at the time, I, I, as a kid, because I watched like adulty sitcoms. I was watching Mad About You, and oh, so I was like, "Oh, Helen Hunt, she's cool." And so she was in that movie. She was in that movie, right? I think you were right? born at like 25 and then never have grown. Probably. I watched Cheers as like a five-year-old. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, which explains so much. Clank, clank, clank. Um, but, yeah. So that movie, I did, was that like before the Ram came out or? I remember uh, it had no, a big it deal. Was like, it, was, it was like a year or two after. Okay. Because I think, I think the Ram came out in 94 and I think Twister came out in 96. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that, the Viper, the Neon. The Viper, the Neon. Yeah, they were all a big deal. The yeah. Viper Even was the Intrepid so cool. was The Intrepid like, cool. was cool. Yeah. yeah. Even the first gen one, which was, uh, which one would you consider like the cool one? I kind of liked, I kind of liked the bloated one when it came out. I did too. It I had, did too. It was the first one with auto stick, right? The, yeah. with the penis shaped gate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, in retrospect, the first one was probably more radical and better yeah I, um, considering like where dodge had just come from yeah like this was like this wedge yeah of a family sedan oh and, for sure yeah which seems so much more like cab forward design yeah which was so much sportier looking than uh the taurus at the time even and i like the taurus yeah then but yeah that it just looked sporty and what was the and it was even a cool name 
Intrepid. It was cool. It yeah. was it was cool. I when I, I so I was in New York last weekend and uh with Jeff. Yeah. And we saw uh, an old Intrepid. And we were both like, wow, because it looked okay at a distance and we were like, oh my, we haven't seen one of these in a long years like a first gen intrepid yeah and it this would like be jeff jablanski jeff jablanski and then it was rusted out did he honk at it in uh approval uh yeah i sent you the picture oh yeah that's right <laughs> yeah it had a cool like a 21 honk salute <laughs> uh it also had like if this was like the era of the good uh i always heck blend i always want to call it heck blade yes you do heck blend uh and the intrepid had a good heck blend yeah. 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 Which the Taurus did not. True. The Sable had one. Okay, oh, this, yeah. The Sable had a, front a heck, heck blend in a front and a rear heck oh, blend. Oh, in the front one, I think light bled through it a little bit. No, it was separate bulbs. Oh, So weird. you could light it all the way around. But of course, no one kept up with it. And so oh, like no. it just became like these missing teeth at night. Uh, but people should have just learned uh, to turn on their high beams to compensate as they do uh, now. There really was no purpose for Mercury in the 90s. No. I don't understand how someone was like, yeah, I'll get the nicer one and remember, spend like so remember when they did the second, the, same gen, price. the second gen Explorer and yeah. then the Mercury Mountaineer, the second gen yeah. was like the Worse. same fascia, but upside down. Yes. I liked it better. I hated it. I liked it better. Oh, no, I hated it. It was the same thing with the um, LX and the Land Cruiser at the time. All they did was flip the fascia around. Mm. Uh, and I preferred the, at the time, I preferred the LX, which was... You would have liked the Land Cruiser one because you apparently like the fish mouth, the like right side up trapezoid. Yeah, hell yeah. Give me give me all the trapezoids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm waiting for your eye roll. I'm waiting for your eyes to roll into the backwards position as I say <laughs> the other fellow that was there that uh, hung out or hung around um, had a really good 80 series uh, LX. He pointed to it. I think it's the zoning. Uh, he was... he. You know, the the one who wanted to buy the trailer. Trailer no RV. You, I have no idea what you're talking about. The guy that we were talking to oh. next to the 308. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. He was talking about a lot of other things, too. Yeah, okay. But all right. All right. anyways. Let's keep it moving. All right, all right. Let's keep it simple. Uh, um, yeah. We are always so, like, we are the two, like... Where are you going with this? We're so bitchy when we're there, but, like, in secret... Like we're definitely the mean girls. Yeah. Like, what's the secret? Every, what's secret about no that? Secret. Okay. No, well, we talk in secret. We're t we well, kind of, except when you pull out your cheerlead cheerleading megaphone and scream out loud. That's terrible. <laughs> across the street at a car. <laughs> I have done that from time to time. Yes. Hey, speaking of a car. Yes. <laughs> we drove the Pulsar too. We did. So we should talk about that. Okay. I think that's good content. I think it's good content. We, uh, I, because I'm, um, go ahead, describe yourself. Person of influence. Uh, no. Anyway, I, okay. uh, but your mother does not count. Right. Uh, well, anyway, I, uh, Polestar wanted me to drive this car on Thursday and take some pictures of it. Hmm. And so I had it for the had it for the whole day. I had it for like eight hours. Yeah. And you tagged along. I did. When it was convenient for you. Yes. And 
we got some. You were very helpful in getting pictures, and we both drove the car a bunch. Yeah, I don't know if you're allowed. We're allowed to say that you drove it, but we can talk about it. Yeah, it's, it's I um yeah no. Actually, I, I just sat I in the driver's seat, and the car maybe moved forward. I don't when we think put I signed a right. waiver for me, let alone you. So, <laughs> well, to be fair, when they asked occupation, I don't think that they meant for you to fill an influencer. They can't ensure that. Yeah, well, Ugh. it's fine. Dear it God. was fine. Um, the Polestar 2 is the Polestar, the Volvo sub-brand yes. electric car, yeah. and this is like the size of a 3 It series. is a separate brand, but it is very Volvo-esque. Very Volvo-esque, um, but it's 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 cooler. upmarket. It's cooler, it's upmarket, and it's a good size. I know I keep yeah. talking about the size, but it's like... Um, it's honestly like, uh, it reminds me if they... Uh, had an S40 still, like yeah. yes, it would be like an S40 cross country because yeah, it sits up high. Sits like up it's, high. You, it's it's tall. It sits high for a, for a sedan. Yeah. Um, and this ours was in Thunder, which is a cool color. Like, cool blue, cool yeah. blue gray. Looks uh like a flat color in some light, but it's metallic, Very pearlescent in, yeah. in some light. Um, yeah, it was it was good. I I was really impressed with the interior. Um, yeah, I was really impressed. Was really good. Uh, the driving, like I said, I keep talking about. I liked the size because it was just an electric car that was a luxury car in like a really handy size for driving yeah. the city, driving around town. It never felt like yeah. unwieldy or anything. We so could make quick, sharp turnarounds. We and, should talk about that, like it being positioned up market because it did feel good, and I liked like how Scandinavian, like Scandinavianly simple. Yeah. the material choices were right uh i wish the interior was maybe like a little bit more contrasty in color because we just kind of had like a gray ours was yeah gray gray uh with blackwood gray and it was blackwood trim i think it was like black i don't know it was it was mono it, it was kind of a monotone interior it was dark gray and light gray yeah uh, dark gray and medium gray yeah uh i mean like the driving experience is like uh there it is unnoteworthy in a good way as in like I, there's nothing to complain about nothing to complain about yeah yeah like it was quick enough uh it was, yeah 400 very quick Lots 400 of, horsepower very torquey equivalent. yeah very torquey uh but the luxury portion of that is like the thing that i kind of asterisk a little bit because while it is really nice uh i like i looked at the sticker mm -hmm. and it was sixty three thousand dollars. yeah and it uh msrp's base no options, which I mean, it comes pretty fully loaded, anyways. But at uh, fifty nine, yeah, and I was really surprised at that, just because like I really positioned it mentally with right. the Model Three, yeah. Uh, yeah. And while that car has struggled to meet its actual uh, whatever the base price is intended to be now, which I right. think is the thirty five or something. No, um, if, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? It goes up and down, but uh, so uh, I maybe with tax credits and whatnot, it makes for a a more enticing proposition, but uh, the Polestar One makes sense to me as like this six-figure thing because it is just striking. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it was kind of a test bed for the technology. Yeah. And putting the flagship for the brand. I think the Polestar One. I think it's no longer in production. I okay. think. Yeah. Um. So the two is it is a good. It's interesting. Uh. I. It. Like I felt like maybe it should have been about ten grand at a minimum less uh, i yeah i i'm with you for it to, for it to be like what i feel is competitive um but it's also i honestly like i feel like these companies that are just now getting into the ev game and just yeah. now getting into this like you know we've 
I feel like they're not competing with each other. Tesla so much. They're yeah. competing with each other. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Tesla buyers are Tesla buyers. Yeah. And and other electric car buyers are people that are like, I do not want a Tesla. Yeah. And I'm willing to pay to have a little bit more, like to have something that is not Tesla. It is unique. You know what I mean? I, I think this is like, it'll be interesting to see where this falls against like the, the BMW i4. Yeah. I think. I... ID. Well, there's the i oh, X is the, the iX is the awful thing, I-X. but the i4 is the one that looks like a car. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, and yeah. I'm curious where that falls with price with this. Yeah. I mean, that, those might be competitors. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I like in my mind, I couldn't place a direct competitor. I was just maybe going by size versus well, I think, quality. I think the ID4 is like a fastback three. Then it's probably yeah a pretty direct competitor. Yeah. The the Volkswagen ID4 is. An SUV, yeah. but still probably people will cross shop. Yeah, it, but it's also I think significantly less. Right, right. To start at least. Yeah. So, uh, and maybe, or maybe just like it's just an electric proposition. I mean, you could spend, I think, about the same amount of money on a base, uh, like Mach E. Uh, but then I guess that's not really. I mean, the Mach E is also kind of like an interesting like form factor. Like it is kind of. C-U-V-E. It is C-U-V, yeah. yeah. Maki looks great. I it see looks them great. It's fantastic. Often. Yeah. Uh, I don't recall what they start at, but I think it's in that range. So. Yeah. Uh, and my 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 uh, hairstylist actually just got one. Cause we, really? Yeah, to we replace talk... his horrible ranger? Or wrangler? Uh, wrangler. He has a wrangler with uh, angry eye. We'll just start that it has the angry eye mod. And so <laughs> we'll just, you know, you can just extrapolate how the yes. rest of the car uh ends up but uh yeah no you got a mach e uh, wow. and it was actually surprisingly easy bike that's uh, cool despite like they had to drive like two hours to go pick it up at a dealership that was not marking them up but uh no yeah it looked fantastic they uh, look good i wanted to rent one in portland when uh i went up but uh missed out on that opportunity because i really want to try one out to see what it's like yeah but Anyways, the Polestar 2, I think, is it's an intriguing proposition. Like, uh, it is unique. You know, uh, like, I was kind of curious if what the general, like, sentiment might be for it. Because it is, I, I, it's such an unoffensive design. I don't know that I would say that it's good looking necessarily. Like, I think it looks good in a Volvo-esque kind of way. Right. It's not, like, daring or I don't think it's striking. But it's, I think it's just kind of... It's just general good looking. I think it's looking. striking. I think it stands out. I think the proportion is a little bit different than anything else on the road yeah. because it's not trying to be like a fastback coupe. It's like this yeah. very squared off roof, squared off uh, like trunk Yeah. Um, that get, makes it unique. And here's the thing. I think I'm wrong because like uh, maybe, maybe it was also the novelty of it, but while we were driving down we got lots of through looks. downtown, there were a lot of looks. And yeah. I was like, okay, you know, yeah. like maybe I'm wrong that it's not striking and i think and i think the interior while you say like maybe it's not like luxury commanding the the price the interior is striking in the way that the i3 interior is striking where it's like oh this is like cool materials used creatively yeah where it's like maybe it's not plush mercedes luxury but it is like yeah this is like this is nice like this makes an impact yeah you know yeah i Uh, want to play around with the configurator to see like what other interior configurations you can do? Because I, yeah. I definitely think we're we're living in the age of like monotone interiors, not being as desirable. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I've definitely I was thinking about this the other day. How I've been forced 
into beige interiors for like the last three. Oh, the LX had gray interior, but like uh, I had a the 911 has a tan interior. It's actually kind of a nice, uh, like a nice beige. Uh, but the E63 has a beige interior. My three series wagon had a beige interior. And now my brain is so broken that I don't think, like, I'm starting to like beige interiors. Uh, so long as they're, like, there's some sort of contrast. It's, I think it's about that. Like, you need just a little bit of the contrast somewhere. Yeah, yeah. The only beige interior I had growing up or in my life yeah. ever was my mom's Millennia. Okay. And it, and it had the, the gold on the exterior. Uh, no, it was green. Oh, okay. 90s, 90s SUV green. Yes. <laughs> um, and it was the, like, it had the worst seats I've maybe ever experienced them. <laughs> really? They were so uncomfortable. Like okay. it was just like a lawn chair with padding. Oh my God. I remember my cousin who was much older than me. I had rented a 626 of era. Oh wow. Uh, and as a kid, I, I don't know. I was like 12 or something thinking like, man, this interior is awful. Like wait, they had the 626 as like, a rental car in 1981. Okay. Year 12. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, they, I think they did, but uh, this would be the mid '90s, and uh, the it it was like I think I remember fondly. Well, I remember the Millennia. I don't actually know if I've ever ridden in a Millennia. I've ridden in nine two nines, and those are plush. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they should be because like that was supposed to be a flagship uh, Amati. My friend Ryan's. So we had like a base X rental Millennia because yeah. my parents are like weird cheapos but my friend uh, uh my friend ryan his his dad had a mazda millennia millennium edition whoa pre-facelift whoa. well it was pre-facelift it was like 2000 but it was pre-second facelift pre-second facelift okay and it was silver okay one monotone silver chrome wheels with chrome wheels yeah and like the suede black Ooh, interior yeah that was i remember amazing. that amazing and That's it was the cool. miller cycle it was the s it was yeah. so good it was That's good so because good. The, it was beautiful the final facelift with was atrocious. That's what we owned. Oh wait, really? Yeah. With the projector lights. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was an earlier one for some reason because the no. first gen was, uh, or the first, or the original one was, I think the best one. I think that Millennium Edition was the best. Maybe I'm close to it, but I I didn't like the two tone so much. I agree. And they were that would all be... all of them were two tone pretty much. Uh. The facelift one. Pre-facelift. No. The original one wasn't two-tone. Hmm. Okay. They were all single color. I don't know about that. Yeah. Anyway, okay. um, the uh, the Millennium Edition was great. Ours was... Millennia so Millennium Edition. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was... <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that, like, the people at the dealership were 100% spelled Millennium? I'm sure millennia they spelled it right, yeah. yeah. Correct number of L's, correct number of M's. Yeah. Was that the only car no it wasn't i was gonna say that was so this dealership they also sold daewoo's like in period and i remember going there and they had like (laughs) a new bira in the showroom oh my god it might have been a laganza my memory is a little rusty they're like and they're like yeah we put they put a spoiler on it like from like we're talking like a little like deck deck lid spoiler like a little one from like yeah the spoiler from the 626 fits perfect so we sported it up and i was like god incredible can you imagine do you think there's any like prestige in saying that you have a daewoo uh franchise of some kind like yeah i i I own a pratt cadillac uh mazda daewoo (laughs) i mean at the time they 
There must have been some reason to get in the Daewoo business. It must have just been like weird markups or something. Yeah. Like you could buy them for $100 uh, uh, not marked on. I remember they tried to market on college campuses. But I, I don't remember, remember that. I don't remember the specifics of it. Yeah, I do remember that uh, because like, I mean, they were. I don't remember how much they cost new, but it was under $10,000 for most of them. <laughs> I mean, including like the... VCR that I had. I had a Daewoo VCR in my bedroom as a kid. Yes. So we were talking about. I had a Daewoo TV. Yeah. Thirteen inch TV. So <laughs> I played. I played. I beat like all the video games on PlayStation that I had on yeah. the TV. But we were talking about seats, tan seats. Yes. I have red seats. You have red seats. Red now. seats in my 911. Yeah. I bought some. This was a couple months ago, but I bought some uh, turbo. Sport seats. They are the sports seats, so they are bolstered. They're super bolstered. Yeah. And I bought them um, on eBay. Yes. I saw them, and they were can-can red. So when you think red interior, you usually think like a dark red. These are bright-ass yeah. red. Imagine red seats and then go into Photoshop and turn saturation up uh, 50 to 100%. Yes. Yeah. So um, I put them in, and they're, they're good. The seats are good. I've There's... always loved... the. I actually like the look of sports seats in the SC more than I do in the Carrera. Wait, really? Yeah. The Carrera ones are, they, they just look like modern day um, right. sports seats. They're just like super bolstered. But, but the, the headrest is still thin. Yeah. Like the headrest on these, on these S on these turbo, like earlier turbo seats are like really thick. It's a really thick They're really headrest. thick. Yeah. I almost uh, got one with, the, someone had retrofitted those seats in, and they looked so cool. And it was almost like enough to push me over the edge. It was like, oh my God. Yeah. The sports seats. The sports seats, they make such a difference because the seats, like the normal seats in our cars, I think are my my non-sports seats. Yeah. My original seats, probably really similar to yours, except not power. Uh, Kind of. Mine sink in a little bit more. Yours okay. is a little bit more, Uh, you sit on top of the seat. Yeah. I, in mine, you sink a little bit. I think bit. the rails are also a little bit lower. Yeah. That was a modification they did Okay. Um, between SC and Carrera. But the turbo seats, yeah, you sink in more. Also, yeah, and you sit lower, and they're bolstered to hell, and it's great, and I like it. And I have swapped the gold wheels back to Fuchs, and it, it think, all works. I it's, think it, I don't want reached. Put, yeah, I think you've reached where the car has should be. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, I think when because I, when I put it, I when I put the seats in, it had the gold wheels. Yeah, and it was like with the stripes, the gold wheels, and these bright ass seats like, I will, this is a I, lot of shit yeah i was gonna say like there are there were moments where i was like this is like very captain america themed it was a lot of things yeah but now it's good and then i found that picture i've had a picture on my computer of an sc uh with the m42 package yeah the martini stripe kit from the factory yeah. and it had can can red interior yeah. the full interior yeah but which um, would be i think too much too much yeah red dash red steering is too yeah, much yeah it's yeah. a lot but um, yeah, it's it's good. It looks and good. I love it. I yeah. love it. Yeah. So I'm excited. Congratulations. Because I you. remember, uh, I think one car we tested a long time ago when I was looking for a car had the sports seats in it. And I think, I don't know if those are the first ones that you had sat in with sports seats, but I remember your face just like. It might like, have been. Oh, it probably was. It <laughs> probably was. Because our seats have no bolster. Yeah. Like you just sort of flop around. Yeah. And uh, and maybe the Carrera ones are a little more grippy if you sink in more, but but the that my stock seats just like yeah, you you're just holding yourself. In place. I I won't lie, like the uh, SC stock seats, 
I would have had trouble with those anyways, just because I need a lot of adjustment. I am a little bit shorter, and mm. so uh, yeah. with the power, like these are power, or the one in my car are power, and so I need that kind of like Granular. they don't adjust. Yeah, they don't really adjust in a modern car kind of way. Anyways, it's still like a little bit awkward, but yeah, uh, it it works for me. Um, yeah, yeah, but uh, I honestly the I think I would hate. It. I would hate the Carrera sports seats also because because uh, I sit a little bit lower. Like where the bolsters are typically uh, like intrude on my elbow space. And so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I am glad that you've now reached a good place. You'll have uh, to drive it. You'll have to drive it. Yeah, yeah. I got to try with it with the these new seats, um, uh, which is great. This is your anniversary gift for the car. This is, yeah. So I've hit five years with the car i can't believe and i just created a video by the time this pod goes out if i'm the one editing it for sure the video will be out you didn't let me finish i can't believe you're still alive i know yeah so um yeah i'm excited i'm excited i i it's been five years of memories and things and yeah thirty thousand miles in an air-cooled 911 yeah you showed me a little montage clip i was reminded of uh, many moments. Many moments. Yeah. Yeah. So, so my, I'm excited about this video. Like I, I've been, I've honestly been like stressing about this video, which is completely self-imposed because yeah. like it has to be good. Yeah. Like to me. So, um, we'll see, but, uh, I think it's, I think it's going to be good. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Um, and we, we drove our cars in Austin on some good roads a couple we weeks did. ago. We yeah. went, we went, so, so Radwood Austin was canceled, obviously, um, a couple weeks ago, and we still had hotel reservations and everything. So we went uh, with our friend Tom, mm-hmm. and we still stayed where we were gonna stay. And we yep. just like instead of going to Radwood, we just like drove some good roads. We did, yeah. Uh, and uh, it was and it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, Tom uh, has a Riviera Blue 993, beautiful, amazing. Yeah, with matching uh, sports seats, uh, or color match sports seats. Yeah, seat backs. Yeah, and on the way up. There was a little bit of trouble. Yes. For you. Yes. Yeah. So I had the gold wheels on and we're driving out and Chris calls me and says that one of my wheels is wobbling. And I said, oh no, that's bad. So we pull over and I'm immediately accusing him like as if it was his <laughs> fault that this happened because he pointed it out. And yep. so I, you guys continued on to Austin. I drove home and to swap the, the Gold cookie cutters and spacers to my Fuchs. Yeah, you're. We're like we stopped by like a nice restaurant. We're just you know sipping iced tea, having a yeah, nice time. I was and you're sweating. live. You're live texting like the hubs are like fused to the uh, yeah the spacer because well, I had these spacers and the wheel was stuck on the spacers. Like it was the weirdest thing. And this happened when I took the gold wheels off before yeah. also where it's like you take off all the lug nuts and then the wheel still is stuck onto the spacer. Yeah. And so I'm like hammering it with a rubber mallet all like, and it's also it's 90 degrees, 90 degrees. <laughs> I have to be in my driveway cause my garage is too small basically to work on the car in the garage or to like raise the car in the garage. So, uh, I'm in the direct sun. It's like two in the afternoon. I'm like sweating and screaming and, uh, texting madly. <laughs> and like, I got one side. Yeah. Um, 
but I even called Brian at Modern Air Cooled. Yeah. And uh, he was like, yeah, you just got to like, you know, hit like hit one side and then hit the other side and then hit, you know, keep yeah. doing that and go back at it. And it did work eventually, but I mean, it took like 20 minutes of like physical thing. Yeah. And that was each side. Yeah. And so put the Fuchs on, uh, like grabbed a snack, hit the road, um, and then drove to Austin in like three hours uh, in some traffic and then met you at the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad you made it. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. when we left you behind, you know. I told you to leave me behind because <laughs> I didn't want you to like turn back around. We were like an hour outside of Houston. Almost. Yeah. Um, no, it like, and you basically intercepted. We like, we just stopped for lunch and that gave you enough time to yeah. essentially intercept us at the same time in Austin. So yeah, it worked out. And it was a, that's the thing. We talk about this all the time, but Houston is like a perfect grid and it is completely flat. Yeah. And we are reminded often that Austin, much like, you know, Northern California or even Southern California, or like, even like most places, most places, like, Houston yeah, like just like not even outside of the city, still in the city, like our nice roads, nice roads. Yeah. We drove Lime Creek road in 2222. And then, um, I went back and drove city park road Yeah, and we met up with our friend crystal. Uh, and the next day who had, we, we who, drove it and I drove her M3. Yeah. She had recently bought, uh, Daniel Sloan's. Well, Acquaintance with the podcast. Acquaintance with the podcast, Daniel Sloan. Yeah. Uh, his M3. Yeah. She, she has it, and uh, I got to drive it, and she drove it, and we had a lot of fun it's driving good. it. I'm always reminded that, like, it's such a nice, tight, it's like, car. It's such a good car. Yeah. It's such a good car. Like, anyone who talks shit about the convertibles, like, doesn't know anything, because it's yeah. like, you still have that engine you do. and transmission. And, and, like, where, like, unless you're tracking, and even if you were, like, it doesn't matter. Like, you will still have fun in yeah, it. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. So, it's just a great car with amazing grip. Amazing transmission, amazing yeah. gearbox. Yeah. And like that, like you commented after, I mean, we, again, this is also just kind of like, I don't even think it's a car curmudgeon thing, but like that car has just enough horsepower. Yeah. Like on a tight road, you would not want a more powerful car, yeah. but it's like the car that BMW will sell you now is faster with a shittier engine. Yeah. It's like, I don't want like, that. What is this for? Especially if it's again, like I don't want to go faster. I want to enjoy this engine and it's extremely fast. So to have a faster, like a faster one that's turbocharged and sucks. Yeah. No, thanks. A car that is faster than like, you know what to do with and will never actually like fully utilize its power. Right. Like, and, then seems if, stupid. and then if you try to, you will fly off a mountain. Yeah. Oh, it's not stupid. If you want to buy one, buy one, but like to admire it over like right. an older car or a yeah. car that doesn't have as much horsepower. Like there is just a sweet spot that exists. The E46 is so good. I told Crystal, I was like every, like every time I drive one of these, I'm like, I need one of these. I know. I like, think about it. I like that revi like that lit the fire in me again to so find good. one. So good. I know. Uh and it, like and Daniel's the coupe, the Phoenix Yellow Coupe. Yeah. Like it's just beyond. And I mean I, I'm I'm saying don't talk shit about the convertibles and the convertible is really good. But yeah. that coupe just is really I did really think about good. I thought about like after that drive, uh I immediately started looking I I, I checked convertible in my search because normally i would like exclude it uh well you I, like sunroofs but, imagine a big sunroof but i still don't think i could do it because what if there's like, a big sunroof the problem yeah <laughs> the problem is that i still don't think i could have a convertible in houston because it is so unusable 
there is three, four, maybe even five days a year where you could use a convertible. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, like, uh, it will just, like, be there baking <laughs> in yes. the sun. I don't remember if it has a glass rear window or not. Yes. Does it? Yeah. Okay. Because that's the other thing. Like, I don't know if I could, especially in Houston, have, like, a car with a plastic rear window because it will just, like, become foggy after, like, a day. Yeah. Out in the I, sun. I, ironically, when I had my Boxster, a plastic rear window... Like, I would always, like, fold it to help it. Yeah. Stuff. You know, you have to on the Boxster. Yeah. And I basically cracked it because it was cold, and I didn't. Oh. It, so, the like, heat's it's actually literally... good for it because it will fold, and it will actually still be, like, gel. Yeah. Excuse me, like, jelly. Oh. So, when it's cold, that's when it cracks. Wow. Can you condition it somehow? I don't know. I mean, it didn't, like, crack all the way across, but it, like, yeah. you know, made it... the edges... Yeah. Shitty. Well, it's just like when you like bend like clear, like a exactly. clear plastic bag or something. Yeah. It so when it's crease. hotter, it's better. It was yeah. the one time that it was cold and it was like, I wanted to put the top down at like a red light and not actually get, you know, and not actually get like out of the car and yeah. adjust it. So yeah. it was, uh, anyway, that <laughs> well, that's a gone. unique feature. That car's gone. Yeah. It's fine. Um, I wanted to talk about, I was talking about my nine eleven video. Yes. Five years. Yes. And I worked, the reason I have not done a YouTube video in a while is because I have been working on this 912 video. Yeah. Uh, which uh, was... A car that's currently up uh, for sale on Bring a Trailer. currently on BAT. It's, uh, so two sisters uh, came to me and they asked me if I would shoot this car and make a video about it. And I said, I will not shoot it because it's in the Bay Area yeah. and like you can hire someone there. Yeah. <laughs> but I will edit a video. And so that's what I did. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was like a bit of a process, but I'm happy with the result and people like it. Yeah. And it's really cool to see. And it's, uh, yeah. So it's, the story is very, very briefly, um, a man named George Vaccaro in 1967 bought a 912 at the factory, uh, at the Porsche factory. He, European delivery, he lived in the Bay area and he, Drove it around Europe with his wife for like three months, camped out of it and everything, and then shipped it home and kept it and kept it for 54 years yeah. and like maintained it in pristine condition. And he passed away earlier this year. And so his daughters are selling the car, but they want to tell the story. So they, uh, so I helped to tell the story. Yeah. Of the car and its history and, and George's history. And, and like, you know, I feel like I got to know this man, like, making this video. Yeah. Kevin uh, put on a powdered wig and reenacted several scenes. I said George. I didn't say George Washington. <laughs> uh, no. So part of, like, the uniqueness of this video is that they actually had footage. Like, yeah, so he recorded all this footage on like 8mm film or whatever in the 60s at the factory and around Europe. I mean, it was like, we had like it was hours cool. of footage. Yeah. So it, it was really cool to use that and um, and it was fun. And, you know, like there was some uh, struggles with the video edit process, but I mean, all in all, like it became like mostly my original vision. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm, and I'm happy with the result and, and happy that, like, people are reacting to it well. Like, people that knew him or people that yeah. didn't. And, um, yeah. It's, it's no, cool. it was like It was a really nice, like, sm like again, kind of like a little short film uh, about, I yeah. mean, like, that is cool. Like, I mean, when people talk about, like, family-owned or one owner or whatever, like, 
that does just kind of mean anything. But this was like a cool history of the car. Yeah. Like he he bought it with the intention of coming back to the States and selling it. Yeah. But he uh, fell in love with it and yeah. he kept it. And it wasn't like he like kept it and neglected it or kept it and then bought 15 other cars. Like he kept it and that was his, that was his fun toy car that he kept and treasured yeah. for 54 years. Yeah. And that's like, that's incredible. That is cool. Yeah. Like, Oh man, that would be, <laughs> that's the goal that I'm working towards right now is loving a car enough to want to keep it uh, forever and ever. And so far, like you have kept uh, the SC for five years. Five years. Not the longest, right? That you've kept a car. Um, it is pretty close. I mean, I kept yeah. my my yeah, the ride. The only thing that comes <laughs> close to my cars, Ford Probe. First cars don't count because okay. I well, especially mine. But uh, first cars don't count because of course you you just have to keep it out of necessity. Yeah, I've only had like five or six cars. Yeah, they've only had six cars ever. Okay. Uh, I could go for shortest car, which may be actually it's GTI. not even impressive. The, the GTI I kept for like six months, and I didn't drive it for half of the time. Yeah. Uh, but longest is still, I think the my college car, the Protege Five. Yeah. So college college cars, the college is tough on cars. And, yeah. And it's it's just tough. Yeah. So, but I'm thinking that the career is going to be, uh, a very long-term vehicle so uh again it's also just like not even just a matter of falling in love with the car but like if i sold it and wanted it again i it would just be impossible to find one in the same way that i found mine and have like kept it up yeah you found a really good one yeah and like there's just something to be said about like being that person that fixes like just maintains these cars upgrade these cars like uh I just like it seems so stressful to go and start the journey over again. I mean, I know people do it all the time, but like, um, but anyways, uh, so we're a little bit shy of 50 years, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so the car is up for auction. Yeah, currently. it is up on that. The comments are really good. Like, I've never seen a thing like this. Like, yeah. so, uh, Michelle and Melissa are the sisters, and they, you know, they told me about the, the process, and they're saying, like, oh, like it's, you know, we've got three weeks till it goes on bad or two weeks till it yeah. goes on bad. And they're saying, but they said that when they submitted everything, including the video, like, like bat was like, we've never seen a presentation like this. Wow. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But, and, uh, Courtney Frisk, one of my friends, uh, shot all the photos. Nice. They're beautiful. Yeah. They're amazing. So, um, it was, uh, yeah, a really good listing, good presentation, good story, good, yeah. good video, good photos. Like yeah. it's, uh, it's in a, in a good story and good history. So it's, it's actually exciting to watch. I would definitely recommend anyone watch it just because of like the, you know, unique history of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is definitely a good watch. Uh, many commenters commenting on how uh, it had touched them. Uh, yeah. The story. Yeah. So uh, I was hoping for that. <laughs> check it out. <laughs> Bid uh, it up, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I was pleased with my, I mean, like I said, I, I, you know, even though I, even though we like changed a lot of photos, we changed a lot of stuff and yeah. it was, like I said, the edit was like, you know, it got into detailed changes. Like it still, it was like 90% my vision where it's like, we start with this opening, we go through this history and then we tell this story yeah. and then like we have the end credits and we 
share this video was we had like we had a video where yeah. he was interviewed in like 2011 in like low res he was interviewed about the car and he basically goes through the whole story and you hear him talk about it himself and yeah. i said we should include it but include it in like the end credits as like, yeah. a little recap where you actually see it from him yeah and uh you know and that and they loved that and that made it in so oh very was, nice and that's like a cool thing like, yeah i don't know it was just it was just fun it's yeah. just fun to feel like i'm making like a little film we had a narrator i was really pushing for chris but they went through someone else and uh i don't know why they didn't pick me (laughs) uh and i have to say since you've been doing video Mm -hmm. uh the last two years you've gotten pretty good oh thank you you're so sweet meanwhile i'm still working on my like iMovie happy birthday frame yes trying to get that right over my videos it's very fulfilling and rewarding to do videos. Yeah, um, I've made like twenty dollars from YouTube so far, <laughs> but uh, that's not the real reward. The real reward is is uh, like the people see you and they engage with you in yeah. a way that is so much more meaningful than like I post pretty pictures to Instagram. Yeah. People like it and say like it's you know thumbs up emoji. A very engaging uh, media format. Because yeah, you have to. Obviously, you, you, you have to watch you, it. You, yeah. Well, and you have to work so much to make it, but you're yeah. putting so and much more of yourself out it. Yeah, there. definitely. It's definitely like a multi-craft uh, yeah. like endeavor because you're just mixing so many different facets together yes so i mean it's like i said like so this this video like was like a 11 minute video i think yeah. the the 912 video and it's like so that's uh, let's say generously there's like a decision you have to make every five seconds yeah. so that's uh 200 plus like big decisions yeah you're making yeah you know what i mean it's like it's so many choices that sure, get yeah. made and that's why it's so hard whereas like a photo it's funny. I was actually thinking about this. So I posted the, the Polestar photos and like comparing with, they had to approve them. Yeah. Um, but it, comparing with previous clients that I won't name any names, but like it's part of the excitement for me. If, if I have to send photos and submit and then like make a revision or yeah. like, you know what I mean? It's like part of the excitement for me is like, I've got 200 photos. Yeah. Four, or you know, 500 photos. 500 photos. 40 good ones. Yeah. I'm going to impulsively, like, this is my number one. This is my number one. I can tell that right away. This yeah. is my number one. This is my number two. These four, I like them. Yeah. And I'm just gonna, like, I'm going to submit these. I'm going to, like, submit these, send them, and then they say yes in five minutes. And then I'm going to post them. And it's like, it's it's so much more fun when it's spontaneous. Yeah. It's so much more fun where it's like, I can go back and it's like, Oh, there's still like 12 gems in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't know. This doesn't make sense at all what I'm talking about, but part of the excitement for me is like doing a post where it's like, I just picked this. And this might not be the best five. Like, yeah. There's still more in there, but this, this is just the five that really spoke to me. Yeah. And uh, so I do have to do another post. So hopefully there's still some good ones okay. left that I haven't picked. Yeah. You but it's just fun. Photoshop me. You Photoshop like a much more handsome person his yeah. face onto mine. Right. Which I, is fine. I I put your face in shadow. Yeah, I'm using those for Tinder profile pics now. I took out a manhole cover and it was Wow. What, oh, I thought you were referring to me. God damn it. And it was like hard Photoshop. Like it was very hard cloning, but it came out okay. <laughs> <laughs> you should have used uh Photoshop's AI content aware it does not tool work. It and it would just not. would have like repeated my face onto the <laughs> like 
the ground or something. Oh my god. Uh, anyway, what's our time at? Uh, we are one day, fifty nine hours in. Okay. okay. Uh, but I think that might be a podcast. But we didn't get to the thing. What thing? I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, we'll save that for another episode. Okay. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, do follow us on Instagram at new for, new 90 for 96. 96. Email us if you must. New for 96. Spelled out at gmail.com. Gmail. Uh, stop sending things to our AOL account. That is for other purposes. <laughs> and I think that's it. All right. Yes. That's it. Bye. <laughs> Excellent extra. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye.